0: Hello and welcome to another lovely edition of the Tech Vision Podcast. It is Tuesday, October the 24th, 2017, about 9.47 p.m. And me and my brother Clarence are going to talk about some of the happenings of the past few weeks or whatever. How's it going, Clarence?
1: Doing good, man. Doing good. It's good to be back on the cast. And, you know, it's it's been a while, but we're back. Yeah. Slight hiatus, but yeah. So, man, how you been doing? What's been going on? Ah, pretty good, man. Just um,
0: been doing a little recording, and finally, you know, Destiny unlocked today, so I got to play a little bit. We'll talk about that later. Um, Destiny too. Uh, and um, yeah, just been kind of chilling, you know, doing a little recording for podcast when I can with um the, <coughs> excuse me, with the STD podcast, Star Trek
1: Discovery. So yeah. check that out every week, guys. And um, yeah, not not a whole lot. <laughs> Yeah, man. Same here, just doing recording. Like you said, on the, uh, the Star Trek Discovery podcast that we have, we're going strong, uh, getting ready to, to do our eighth episode coming up this week. And other than that, you know, just other discussing who stuff, uh, per usual. And also, uh, we're, we're jumping back into the YouTube part of discussing who. So yeah, it's been pretty busy, man. Pretty busy. Right now. <clears throat>
0: So, yeah, let's just jump into it. Oh, uh, uh, I think it was last week. Uh, there was a new Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer that premiered, and
1: um, yes, yes, it yes. was pretty good. Uh, what did you think? Oh, man, I was already excited about this movie, and this trailer just... Oh, man, it is so good. It is so good on every level, and it's something about the epicness of Star Wars that they're that they continue to be able to pull out, man. It just—I don't know. It uh, it gives you warm, warm, fuzzy feelings when you see the trailer for the first time. I don't really know how to explain it
0: it's just funny because um when the trailer when it dropped um i was at work and uh one of the we have a slack channel at work and one of the guys posted it and this like i was like oh my god i wish i wouldn't watch it there's so many spoilers and i'm like and I, asked, I was like have you seen the movie do you know that they posted spoilers like how yeah. do you know that there are spoilers and personally i feel like there's a lot of misdirection going on in in the trailer because toward the end you know like ray's talking about how she needs guidance and everything and then kylo they they cut to kylo reaching his hand out toward the camera and like this dude was like adamant about like them training together and i'm like if you notice in that scene ray is like near some mountains or something they're both it's both dark but like kylo's behind like flames so like something's burning so it's like two completely different scenes Um, but the way they set it up with Snoke talking at the beginning and then, you know, Kylo and then her, you know, it it has you kind of wondering, especially with the the red logo. You know, you're wondering, like, is somebody going to turn?
1: Well, yeah, you got that. And uh, also, um, the thing at the end where Ray's kind of caught in some type of, um, death. Grip lock Jedi thing where she's like stretched out. Uh, so you, you don't know. Obviously, like you said, there is a lot of misdirection in this trailer, which, you know, I think it's pretty on the nose for them to show Kylo, uh, saying he has to destroy his past and he's, they show him flying toward the ship that Leia's in. And, you know, yeah. I, just <laughs> massive misdirection, which is, it is meant to stir up the, um, the, the passion in us to, to want to Go out and see this movie and be like, oh, no, you ain't going to do that, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the last one and
0: him, like, you know, getting um, Han Solo. Yeah. It, they definitely played up that angle of him. You know, maybe he's going to try to kill his mom, too. Or I don't know. But, you know, one thing I do feel is that, you know, Kylo is still highly mm-hmm. conflicted. Yeah, Um, yeah, definitely. I feel like once he learns more about like Darth Vader as a person and he wasn't just evil for the sake of being evil, like he felt like he had no other choice. It's not like he woke up one day and he's like, I'm going to be evil. You know, it just kind of played out that way. I don't know if, you know, Luke's going to have to talk to him about it or I would hope, you know, since Luke trained him, you know, beginning in the beginning at his Jedi Academy or whatever, I would hope that, you know, that came up. But. It's kind of hard to tell, you know.
1: Yeah, and and also like um it seems like Snoke is shaping up to be a, a formidable force instead of the large towering um hollow vision that we see in the Force Awakens, we do see an actual, uh, a view of him, his, C- in all his CG glory. And, and yeah, it should be, uh, be pretty interesting to see how they do their first, uh, well, I'm not gonna, not gonna say their first Jar Jar character, uh, all CG character, but, but obviously Snoke, I think he's going to be pretty much CG uh, from from top to bottom. Um, so, yeah. that'll be interesting to see how they they play that in these new movies uh, since it was so, so hated before.
0: Um. <laughs> yeah. And like to kind of stay on Snoke a little bit, like I feel like people were so wrapped up in um like Ray's parentage and like who her parents are. And like me personally, I was more interested in Snoke and where he comes from. Because like in a lot of the EU stuff, Extended Universe stuff, which is now invalidated, um, there was a there was like this story where um the next major villain was actually clones of the Emperor. And I'm just kind of wondering where they're going with that. I have this 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 I have this feeling in the back of my head that somehow he's a clone or a remnant or something of the Emperor. Like it it just feels like that to me. But I don't know that, you know, I haven't seen the movie,
1: so Yeah, which is funny but because yeah, I mean, yeah, it 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 doesn't seem like the emperor ever felt that powerful to me. Of, of course, you know, he has powers and he's able to wield his um apprentice to do his will or do his bidding, but to me even in the old ones the emperor just he looked scary, but he never just really felt powerful, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, to me, sense? he was more a schemer
0: than ex than the actual force. You know, like yeah. Darth Vader was like this super, super powerful Jedi. Uh, not Jedi, a Force user, and Emperor seemed like you know he had skills, but he was more of a. I don't even want to say political. He was just more of a schemer, yeah. a mastermind, if you will. But I don't know. We'll see. I guess
1: the ultimate form of social engineering. You have to say, "Bad May." But anyway, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited about this movie, man. And, and just, you know, we get to see, uh, uh, Finn back and, uh, he's not wielding a lightsaber this time. He has that, uh, torch thing, whatever it is, uh, uh, fighting Phasma, uh, Brienne of Tarth. And yeah, so, so yeah, it, yeah I, go
0: ahead. It looked like he had one of those, you know, like if you remember the Knights of Ren, they didn't, they didn't really get a whole lot of screen time in, um, The Force Awakens, but, A few of them have weapons that look like they're powered by Kyber crystals. You know, they're not lightsabers per se, but they look like they they, they're powered by the same crystals because they have the same like beam, I guess you would say. And it feels like he has like maybe he's picked up one of their weapons and
1: he's fighting. Is it Phasma? Yeah, Phasma. Uh, we, We do see their weapon in The Force Awakens, right? Uh, yeah, 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 we okay, do. Yeah, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. We do see that yeah. weapon in the Force Awakens.
1: This is a stormtrooper has it, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I stand corrected there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, any other thing about the uh, the Last Jedi that you're excited about? Oh, yeah. So if if you look at the poster for the Last Jedi, um,
0: the official poster where Luke's kind of at the top, like towering over, and then you have Ray and Kylo, and then you know Leia's at the bottom. If you look at that poster and you squint. It actually looks like Darth Vader. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know if you saw the link that I posted on our, our notes, but a guy like this comic artist is going to actually like discover this. And he kind of draws around it. But if you look at the poster and it's weird that they didn't even post a picture of just the poster. Oh, yes. Yeah. they did. Yeah, they did. If you click that top Twitter link, if you look at it and you squint, I swear to it, it looks just like Darth Vader. It looks just like Darth Vader. Um, But, you know, I feel like that that wasn't a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. there, are even some, there are even some rumors that Vader will be in this uh, movie. I don't uh, see how that's going to happen uh, short of a flashback. But, yeah, you know, that, I, I'm really interested
1: to see what they're going to do there. Now, they don't normally do flashbacks in the Star Wars movies. They do like these. I guess we have Force backs and For, Force Awakens, the brief moments of uh remembrance um that that ray had when she touched the lightsaber yeah i forgot about that yeah but other than that we i don't think we normally get flashbacks yeah that would be a bit different if they decide to go in that direction
0: yeah it, it would be um and there's actually another minor character like the female um asian character i can't remember her name but it, I feel like this movie is going to be really, really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I guess that's a duh statement. And then you have the, the anti-BB-8. I can't <laughs> even remember the name. BB-9, I think. bb Eighty or 90 or something like that. I can't remember. <sighs> yeah, but – it's just, I can't wait for this movie. I'm actually going to get to see it three times. So yeah. <laughs> the opening weekend,
1: so I'm really, really pumped. Yeah, ticket has been acquired and, and and I'm ready to go. Everybody's not as lucky as you to get to see it, you know, two additional times. But hey, <laughs> yeah, because I, b- I bought tickets for me and my nephew and then I forgot
0: that my place of employment is going to they usually run out of theater every month to watch the hot movie. So I'll definitely be catching that. And there's a vendor that is doing a premiere to promote or, I guess, to shield some of their products. So I feel like that's worth sitting through a spill for.
1: <laughs> cool, cool. Well, of course, that trailer is hot. And you know what else is hot, huh? Do you? Do you? What would that be? The Hyperloop. OK, well, the corny transition there, but still. Uh, so <laughs> fire. Yeah, the Hyperloop is all the craze these days, right? Um, um Yeah, so Elon
0: Musk is obsessed with the Hyperloop. Um So... Let's see. So there's Hyperloop One, which I want to say that that company is not the same as a SpaceX company, but I, I'm really not sure. I, I want to <laughs> say that that one's – okay, okay. So the, the Hyperloop One is Virgin. Elon Musk is also working on a Hyperloop with SpaceX. Um, I don't know if they're working together. I probably should have done more research on this. Uh, So if you go to Hyperloop-1.com, mm-hmm. this is kind of like the – the front runner, I guess, and and no, 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 it's not. It's it's um Branson. Branson's the guy that's doing it. Well,
1: they, they're doing the Hyperloop. Well, they partnered. Virgin just partnered with one of the two companies, and I can't remember which one it was. The one that Elon Musk is not a part of. <laughs> I think it's the one. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, with. yeah.
0: But yeah, so basically, they're um, if you don't know what the Hyperloop is, it's this basically high-speed bullet train under underground subway. I guess is the best way to put it. Um, they're looking for the first, they're looking for the city to you know select to do their first project. And I know in my neck of the woods, one of the ones they're proposing is a Hyperloop between Kansas City and St. Louis, and um, yeah. that will actually have a stop in Columbia, which is where you know Missouri is, University of Missouri which is like right smack dab in the middle of Kansas city and St. Louis. And basically on this hyperloop, just to give you an idea of the, 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 um, the idea here is, um, that I could hop on this hyperloop in Kansas city and get to St. Louis in 23 minutes. Now, and that's, that's, that's a three hour, that's a three hour drive in 23 minutes. So, I mean, that's, Pretty huge. That means like people can live in Kansas City or live in (laughs) like you can live in Kansas City and basically work in St. Louis because you can get there in 23 minutes. I mean, it's it's pretty huge if they actually, you know, get a couple of these off the ground. I mean, it just makes
1: the United States a lot smaller. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. And, and especially like you said, if we can get something from, you know, the Texas area all the way to California or to, to Los Angeles and, yeah. and not to mention all the way up the, the Eastern and Western seaboards, I think that would be freaking fantastic. Now, doesn't this technology work, uh, sort of like pneumatic tubes? Is that like the basis of it? I'm, I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I kind of dive into this. So but,
0: basically. The way it works is, let's see,
1: I'm going to look at the FAQ. Is it, is it, but <laughs> so isn't basically, it, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, but isn't it kind of like you remember you used to go to the bank and you put your money in the little thing and the bank oh, the tube tubes, yeah. it up? It's, it's kind of the same basic technology, I believe, maybe? Yeah. So basically,
0: to sum it up, passengers or cargo are loaded into the Hyperloop and they accelerate gradually via, like, I guess, via electric propulsion through a low-pressure tube. And so the vehicle floats above the track and it uses magnetic, magnetic levitation ah. and it kind of, it kind of glides over the tracks, you know, at airline speeds basically. Zero friction. Yeah. So there's, there's, because there's no drag on um, it can go a lot faster and, um, they're built on columns or tunnel below the ground to avoid, you know, dangerous crossings and to avoid, you know, smacking into like deers and stuff. <laughs> um, it's fully autonomous and it's enclosed. Um, so there are no pilots. It's all like automated. Yeah. And there are no carbon emissions. So I mean it's it's actually a really awesome idea. And, you know, considering there really hasn't been a new major form of transport in a hundred years, I think this would be if this um actually takes off, it would be awesome. Like uh I think it's Elon Musk, he released a white paper, when was that? It was like two thousand thirteen. And like he, he actually kind of presented the architecture. And then Hyperloop, the company, actually started, you know, they kind of used that as a base and they kind of started from the ground up to innovate, you know, on that technology and deliver it into an actual product. Um, Yeah. So, like, yeah, they're not like Elon Musk isn't um affiliated with this, but it's kind of like he's kind of like the brainchild of it, I
1: guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool, cool. But, I mean, it's it's a really awesome idea, and I really hope that, you know, I get to live to see something like this actually become a reality. And, you know, the only thing that scares me about it, or not the only thing, but it just – the whole thing just feels dangerously unsafe. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, it's like what happens if something gets in the tunnel? What happens if the tunnel collapses? What happens if the computer gets – you know, like there's all these points of failure – but at the same time, I feel like they can get this to work. There'll definitely be hiccups, but I feel like it'll be worth it in the end, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and from one, I guess, rich uh mogul billionaire to another another one, uh uh from Elon Musk to Jeff Bezos with uh Amazon, uh they are looking to build a new headquarters somewhere. They are the <laughs> so, so,
0: so yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that's kind of ties into this because I don't think Kansas City's a front runner to get the second Amazon headquarters. But part of their pitch is that if Amazon does decide to build here, they're going to like try to they're going to fund they're going to fund this hyperloop to like actually make it happen between here and St. Louis. So, I mean, that would be huge. It would be a boom to like both economies because this is like 50,000 jobs. So it would be huge. And that's why you got all these cities basically bending over backwards. I think there's a city in Amazon that sent – sent. I mean, a city in Arizona or – yeah, Arizona that sent Amazon like this 23-foot cactus or something. Oh, like they sent them this huge cactus <laughs> and Amazon could not keep it. So they sent it – they couldn't keep it, so they sent it to like a while pretty cool yeah
1: it's funny because you always of course companies are always vying or cities are always vying for companies or industry to come to their area you know if it's a nissan plan or some other manufacturer they're wanting to come to their area but you know other than i guess google fiber coming to different cities i think this probably is the biggest one I can remember in recent history. Uh, of course the Google Viber thing was was freaking huge. I think one city got named after something to do with Google when this was going down.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's actually a city in Georgia that have um that has offered to change its name to Amazon, Georgia. Oh if,
1: they if, did it again. If-
0: If if Amazon decides to build a city there, but basically what they're going to do is they're going to annex like 200. I think it might be more than it. It's like hundreds of acres. I want to say it's around 200, but it might be like 900. They're going to annex part of their city, and it's like hundreds of acres. They're going to name it Amazon Georgia. They're going to make Jeff Bezos like the mayor of Amazon Georgia, and then the actual city, the neighboring city, is going to handle all the administrative stuff.
1: But, um, I mean, these cities are thirsty, man. I don't blame them. I mean, this could, this could change the outlook of your economy for years to come. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think Kansas City already has that problem a lot. I heard an NPR story that was talking about how companies would go back and forth across the state line. I forgot what the name of the street is, but like, oh, yeah, yeah. But like, companies will all, you will know, Keep moving back and forth across that street line just because each state will give them better incentives and tax tax write-offs and all this other stuff to be in their area it's just kind of yeah crazy oddly enough the
0: street is called state line road oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah like yeah they their city they're um it's really funny the way the economy works here is because you like you said there's tax breaks going back and forth and I feel like Kansas City's becoming as a whole both sides is becoming more favorable to businesses and there's a there's a really there's a tech boom coming up here um like Google actually has increased their presence here as well whereas really the only um significant Google jobs here were Google Fiber related now they actually have you know Google Prime oh. has a has a um I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, they have a presence here now. They're hiring. Um, Amazon's actually opened two distribution centers, like in the metro area, and there's actually they just opened a huge one in my city, Kansas City, Kansas. And you know, it's just this place is booming. Like if you're looking for a place for a tech job, like Kansas City is a perfect place. Like it wasn't even on my radar. When I was looking for a job when I was in Mississippi, but I was approached by a company here called Cerner and um they filled me up here and I just fell in love with the city. Ah. not to
1: not to plug my city, but yeah, it's, <laughs> I really, really like it up here. Yeah, a very nice city. A very nice city. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that's awesome though, man. I, I wish I really wish Mississippi would take the pains to, you know be more enticing to companies to come here, but I don't think it's happening anytime soon. Yeah, even it's it's sad because like even Louisiana
0: has taken big strides to like lure not necessarily tech companies, but they've offered all these tax incentives to movie studios. Yeah. There've been a bunch of movies shot in like New Orleans and like Louisiana because they offer all these tax breaks. So it would be really, really cool to see Mississippi, you know, open up the pocketbook and try to get some companies to move there
1: yeah it's it's much needed man so uh, i guess jumping back to some more uh star wars news so you know they're making a han solo movie right i do it's got my boy donald glover and it, it is lando calrissian yeah and the movie was originally <laughs> directed by i think it's Ben. what's the guy's name um the, the the Lego movie guys, it's a team, I can feel Lord and Christopher Miller? Yeah, Lord and Miller. Yeah, so they got kicked off the project. <laughs> <laughs> like in June or something, because the movie was not going in the direction that they thought it should be, or or that Disney thought it should be. So, uh, guess who came in? Ron Howard came in to save the movie. And Opie, yeah, Opie. That's weird. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a very good director. I mean, he has plenty of hits under his belt, and he is. Didn't coming. he do Apollo thirteen? Um, I'm not sure. Actually, I know he did. Um. Yeah, he did do Apollo 13. You're right. He did that. Yeah. And, um, and I think he studied under or was part of George Lucas's original team of directors. I can't remember what the name of the group was, but he did. Um, he was very close, uh, in, in relation to Luke Lucas somehow. And yeah, he's come in and directed this movie and we got the title for the movie, which is da, 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 da. <laughs> They dropped the hun.
0: Oh man, this is so funny because, like, like every year, pretty much on the well, not on the day, but like every year, like clockwork, there's this. There was this Stars Connect game, (laughs) and um, there's this artist named Jason Derulo. He has this song called Flying Solo, and um, he actually re-recorded it, and instead is like saying, "I'm flying solo." I'm flying solo. It's, I'm Han Solo. I'm Han song. Solo. And like, it's like Han Solo dancing. And it's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you remember the video, but it is so funny. Oh, like yeah. every time I watch it, I just grin from ear to ear. Yeah. I just, I, I don't even know why I brought that up, but yeah. <laughs> Cause it's <laughs>
1: solo, man. A Star Wars story.
0: <laughs> I'm Han Solo. I'm Han Solo. <laughs> look, yeah. look it up on YouTube. Han Solo um, Connect Star
1: Wars, and I guarantee you, if you don't laugh, check your pulse because it is hilarious. Yeah. So, what do you expect from a solo, a Han Solo movie? Do you uh, do you expect it to be gritty and raw, or funny and, and 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 slapsticky? I don't know. I really don't know what to expect here. Well, my hope would be that it is not like
0: a serious Star Wars uh, Rogue One or like episode three type thing. I hope that it's more of a like and I, I this is funny I'm gonna quote myself. Like I like a a long time ago on a podcast far, far away, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I called uh who was it? I called um, Captain Kirk an intergalactic James Bond. <laughs> and I, I hope that this movie is more in that vein of maybe like a Bond or a, a heist or a, you know, Ocean's Eleven type, you know, one of those not really like overly serious movies, but, you know, kind of has a flair to it. I hope that's the direction they go in. I really hope they don't try to make it some serious, gritty origin story because like that's not han solo at all he's a goofball i mean he's
1: a cool goofball uh, i don't need i don't know man i don't know i mean of course you said donald glover coming in there but he's very much a hilarious dude but to me lando is not a hilarious dude (laughs) Yeah, lando's like smooth and suave yeah he's definitely not a funny dude yeah so i'm wondering how they're gonna play it man i I think i wanted to be semi-gritty it I just don't want it to be dark, but it can be semi gritty. Um, but I do think they need the humor in there to make it a good movie. But it makes me wonder though. Um, does 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 Lucasfilm actually have the latitude that the Marvel movies have as far as being able to make all these different style genre movies in the Marvel universe? To me, with Star Wars, I don't think they have as much uh, leeway to do yeah. type of things.
0: Yeah, there's the old Star Wars Bible, and the thing is, I don't think it's so much Disney as it is Lucasfilm. Like, and you have Kathleen Kennedy, I think is her name. Like, she has her idea of what Star Wars should be, and I feel like she has a better vision of Star Wars than Lucas ever had. Um, Don't kill me, George Lucas, but (laughs) I feel like you know there there is a Star Wars Bible that is like the the definitive. I don't know what you would call it, the definitive last word on Star Wars. And I feel like these directors aren't really giving the leeway that the Marvel directors are like yeah. Lucasfilm has a vision for the movie and the director is kind of the vehicle to get it there, not necessarily the mastermind. And I feel like that's one of the reasons that the other two directors were kicked off this project is because they were straying away from the Lucasfilm vision for what they wanted the Han Solo movie to be. So my like my hope is that, you know, even if it's not like, quote unquote, a, a genre movie like most of the Marvel movies are. Because, I mean, it's, it's really funny when it comes to Marvel because you have something like Guardians of the Galaxy, which is like kind of a comedic space opera type movie. And then you have something like Ant-Man, which is like a heist type movie. And um, you have, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming, which is like on the other end of the spectrum. And like all these movies are so even though they're superhero movies, yeah. the superhero is a backdrop to tell a story. And I don't feel like you really get that. Like you were saying, you don't really get that freedom with Star Wars. But at the same time, I do feel like there's a way to make this unique and kind of make it its own thing. And I hope that's the direction they go in.
1: Yeah. And also uh, just on a slightly different thing, I think we owe huge credit to George Lucas. Having been diving into the new Star Trek Discovery, which is the second 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 prequel to TOS, it's like what Lucas's original vision was all those years ago. Although it's not as updated as what we have now, the core design of what he had still allows it to fit in in a, a storyline where we can yeah. have something to be before it, and then it, it can still be. Extreme. Aesthetically, look good, you know, on today's yeah. big screen. So that that's huge credit to Lucas for his character design and his teams because it doesn't really work in Star Trek at all. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: and it, it's funny though. Like I, I I like I like bag on Lucas a lot, but he really was a visionary. And the thing I really like about Lucas is is that even though people may talk really bad about Episode 1 and talk really bad about Episode 2, you know, me included. One thing that cannot be disputed is that those are Star Wars movies. They feel like Star Wars movies, even though they may not necessarily be what people were pining for. Yeah. They, they, they feel like Star Wars movies. And I don't think that's something that can be disputed. I feel like a lot of the problems people have with discovery is that it's so different. Yeah. From what, what they're used to that they're just kind of having a knee jerk reaction to it as opposed to, you know, actually diving into it like we've been doing and trying to enjoy it for what it is instead of, you know, what we want it to be. Yeah. And that I feel like that's a huge difference
1: there. Yeah. And like, again, it, it, if you look at just that core design of what Lucas had in that first film and look at the core design of what you had in the original Star TOS, you know, there's, n- you can't get anything close to what's in that and make it look modern, you know? Yeah. But that's but, true. But especially with, with, with Rogue One, you know, looks like it, you could watch it right before the film and go right into it. Is the actual cinematics, the actual filming grade going to be like, go ahead. You're
0: you're absolutely right. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: Yeah. I I I was just going to say, is it going to be just like it was all those years ago? Not exactly, but the look and feel is going to be close enough to where it won't take you out of it. You know?
0: So. Yeah. And. yeah, and the thing about Star Wars is there are so many, like, things about Star Wars that have nothing to do with the story and the characters that make it feel... Like, when you hear that fanfare at the beginning and you see the 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 synopsis or the intro or whatever you want to call it scroll across the screen, it instantly puts you in Star Wars mode. Like, regardless yeah. of what you're going to see on the screen, you know that you're in the Star Wars universe. Like, those long wipe transitions yeah. that they have, like... Like, all that stuff, not not even talking about the characters or the story, like, all that stuff, like, adds up to be Star Wars. Like, I'm going to be really upset if there are none of those, like, long, (laughs) wipe transitions, because that's one of my favorite things about Star Wars is the transitions and stuff. And, you know, the music, um, like, there's just so so many things that make it feel like Star Wars. It's kind (laughs) of like Final Fantasy, like – and it's weird to compare stars of final fantasy or, <laughs> or contrast it or whatever but they're, they're they're like all these um tropes did like even though most of the final fantasies don't have the same characters in them they're not the same setting um like most of them are medieval but there was one called 7 where it was like a modern like a modern it was set in modern like a modern setting mm-hmm. and it still had all those things to make it feel like final fantasy and i feel like that
1: stars is kind of the same thing yeah does that make sense no no i mean i, I totally get it man it, it definitely feels that way man yeah totally agree yeah i could talk about stars all day yeah. though <laughs> so guys moving on um Facebook, the owners of Oculus, recently unveiled what has come out of their project Santa Cruz, which is a standalone VR headset, which is similar in look and style to sort of, I think the last Google headset that came out. I can't even remember the name of it. Google Daydream. Yeah, Daydream. Yeah, it looks almost exactly like Daydream. It does. It has well. the fabric on it. And, and yeah, this is a standalone VR. No PC. Or phone required. Everything is in the device. Now, that being said, you're, I don't think anything in it is going to be near the fidelity of what you would get with an Oculus Rift or a Vive. But, you know, maybe having it integrated and standalone may provide some, um, hardware performance tweaks that can make it better than what you'd get with your phone actually plugged into one of these things
0: yeah and it's wow it's shipping next month that's pretty sudden announcement there
1: wow yeah at only 199 i think that's a pretty decent price but I, I, i'd still want to use this to see how it is <laughs> you know man yeah I, you you've you've um raised your concerns about vr and how you think you know we're not ready for it or it's not really ready for prime time i don't know i think i'm Close to taking a plunge, maybe next year, maybe around summertime, I might actually try to get something. Hopefully it's a little more mature by then, but I don't, yeah. I don't think I'd ever get a standalone like this because it seemed like it would be too limited. Uh, yeah,
0: that's my, that's my main concern about this is that I feel like it doesn't need a cell phone, but they basically took the insides of a cell phone and they stuck it on this, like because, you know, it, it actually says that the, anything that could run on the gear vr will be able to run on this yeah um it can run the same binary so that just tells me right off that it won't be as powerful as what i would have would have liked and you can spend what two or three hundred dollars more and get the rift proper yeah but but i feel like this is a step in the right direction it lowers the barrier to entry and it's something that you know it will hit a lot more people than something like a Rift wheel because you have to spend $400, $600, however much for the Rift, and then you have to have a PC to run it. So it being standalone, it's just going to be way more convenient and accessible.
1: Yeah. I kind of feel like this uh, Christmas is kind of going to be the year of the VR plug in your phone headset thing. And maybe yeah. it was last or two, but like I see those things in Walmart for like $8. <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're all like, over the place. I, I'm like, those things are going to be freaking everywhere, and, and uh, that's kind of what this holiday season might be like. So Yeah, like, if you go in the toy
0: section, they actually have, like, these, like, you know how when we were kids, they would have the little games with the LCD screen, and you could just, it was just, like, one game, yeah, and you could buy it and play the one. They actually have some of those with, like, VR headset type things. <laughs> What? Where it's like a a, a little accessory, like an like a ninja sword or something, and oh, then you yeah. have the little headset with it, and you can just play the one game. The one I'm thinking of, I can't I can't remember the company's name, but I'm not sure. There's like a couple different ones. There's like a ninja one, and there's like a I don't I want to say there's like a shooter one as well that has kind of like has a gun with it, and I don't know if there's like a cartridge or something that you can you know that's. Well, what I'm saying is I don't know if you can play the different types of games on the same set or you have to buy, but you probably have to buy a set of them because they weren't that expensive. They're maybe like 40, 50 bucks. Man. Um, and I have no idea about the graphical fidelity of those. So it, it, it's definitely not going to be as robust as something like this. But, um, yeah, VR is definitely hit mainstream. And I'm, you know, even though I, I dumped on VR last year. I just felt like the technology wasn't there yet. Um, the the Vive Two is supposed to come out early next year, and you know I'm gonna definitely gonna be following it to see you know if they can increase the resolution, kind of help with the screen door effect because the 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 thing about the the Rift and the Vive right now is that you get this effect because the screen's so close to your face, you can actually kind of see the the spaces between the pixels Uh just because. Just because the screen's like right at your face. Yeah. So, I mean, if they can alleviate things like that and make text easier to read and, you know, like there's definitely ways for it to go. But you still need that killer app, though. And I don't feel like
1: it's there yet. They just they it's 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 more a software issue
0: for me with VR right now.
1: Yeah, man, we we've, we've definitely come a long way from uh, my Mattel classic handheld football game with the dots. We've come along <laughs> and,
0: and I, oh man, that game still goes hard. <laughs>
1: And I'm not complaining. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> little beans.
0: Okay, so next, um, a little lighthearted story here. Um, So uh, I believe it's the, what, 30, 30, 20, 30, 30th anniversary of Mike Texas Punch-Out! I want to say.
1: It's been a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this week was the 30th anniversary of Punch-Out! I had that right. Um, The original one with Mike Tyson in it before he got in all that trouble and Nintendo took him off and made it like Punch Out with Mr. Dream or something. I don't even I never I never even saw the remake or the rebrand because one of my cousins or somebody in our neighborhood had, had Punch Out. And, you know, cool thing about Nintendo games is you could just trade them and borrow them and switch. You can't really do that anymore. But yeah, yeah so unfortunately, Mike Tyson said um, at TMZ of all places. Broke this story, TMZ Sports, but they interviewed Mike Tyson and he said, when, when Mike Tyson punch out came out, he wasn't really a fan. He didn't really, he wasn't really in video games and which it kind of makes sense because he was busy clobbering people and snorting cocaine. But like,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, just hearing that it just made me be like, wow, like I, I can't believe that he never played that game. And it was such a huge part of my childhood. So I was just interested interesting to hear him talk about like his side of that whole thing
1: yeah yeah um i don't know man yeah like you said one if you're that famous you're gonna have little time to actually do (laughs) anything and you and you uh, let's be honest if you're just getting into sports and you're blowing up like this you're probably getting endorsement deals left and right you know yeah so so i mean i i can't really blame him for not you know being into it but i think Seems like athletes now are a little more into what their brand is about. I don't think that was so much back then. <laughs> I think people, would yeah, anything, but yeah, I don't know. It's still, it's still very core to who Mike Tyson is. Even, even if he does say he didn't play it or didn't like it. I mean, yeah, who, who would Michael Jordan be without the Air Jordan? You know, he's still be exactly, famous, but the endorsement took him to another level and you know, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I guess we got at least post this video of Mike Tyson actually playing himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the Jimmy Fallon one, yeah, which is freaking hilarious. Um, wow, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, and the other thing that mind blowing about this is that he didn't even play Mike Tyson's Punch Out until 2013. There's actually oh a Fox God. Sports video of him playing it for the first time, and it's just it. It's just hilarious to watch. (laughs) How could that be possible? Because he's like fighting Glass Joe. And yeah, it doesn't seem like it's even feasible for him to not have played the game before. But yeah, I don't know. He was going through a lot in the 90s. I don't
1: know. I guess I could see (laughs) uh, Larry Bird not playing Jordan versus Bird. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I can, Yeah, I could see. Yeah, it's like video games.
0: And I guess that just speaks to the growth of video games, because even when we were kids in like the late 80s, Video games weren't – they were just kind of this thing. They were considered more toys for little yeah. kids, and they weren't really considered a, quote-unquote, like, cool or in thing. But now, you, like you said, you have athletes, you know, playing Madden, and you have, like, um Chad Ochocinco, who doesn't play in the NFL anymore, but he would, like, challenge people to play FIFA on Twitter, <laughs> and then, like, he would get on the game with them and, like, destroy them. But, you know, like, it's just a different time. Yeah, it d- but. Definitely is, man. Definitely is. Funny looking back on that, though, because I don't think I ever saw Mike Tyson actually. I, I don't think I ever saw Mike Tyson fight a pay-per-view. <laughs> I, I saw clips, but like really my only exposure to Mike Tyson when I was a kid was this game. And that that's like crazy, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, He's everywhere now, though. The game and the news and court cases, of course. But yeah, that, that's time fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool man so uh yeah we want to talk a little bit of video
0: games i guess
1: that's, that's what we got left yeah um so i went
0: i played this game called dark and light with some of my coworkers, and i just went ahead and told them i was like you guys probably won't see me on there for a while because destiny 2 comes out today and i had it preloaded last week on the blizzard battle net app which is like basically the blizzard version of steam um Yeah. And I, it's funny, like, I bought Overwatch a couple of weeks ago, and I still haven't played. I played it, like, in a demo, like, a year ago, or the trial, like, a year ago, but I haven't actually played, played it since I purchased it. But this, oh my god, man, it unlocked today at, like, noon, and I was hoping I I would get to play it at midnight, like, this morning, but it didn't unlock until noon, so when I got home this, today, I mean, I, you know, said hey to everybody, and... You know, spoke and then I hopped on the game. And um, it's funny because I haven't really played Destiny 2 on consoles, but I did download the beta and I played through like the first intro mission on the Xbox. And do like I mean, I know I'm being a, a, a little bit hyperbolic when I say this, but it, it it felt like a different it felt like a different game playing it today. I mean, you have this high resolution and you can see all of the little like water effects because like you're oh, there's part of it where you're outside and it's raining and you like the rain's like hitting your hitting the screen. And it's like hitting everything and running down like the sides of the sides of the buildings and the sides of the structures and everything. And of course, you know, I have my trusty mouse and keyboard because I'm like, I'm like, when I play this on Xbox, even with the aim assist, like I died a couple of times because I was just out. It. You know, Destiny is a significantly more difficult game on a console, inherently, just because of the aiming scheme. But on but on a mouse and keyboard, dude, I like I was slaying. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was so much easier to play yeah. through this exact same mission. Like I didn't I I didn't die one time. Yeah, you know, I'm like, actually a little. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry, I, but I'm actually a little torn on that. I don't know if I want to play it with a mouse and keyboard because I know Destiny for the Xbox controller. I just feel that in my veins when I think Destiny. And it's going to be a little hard for me to to actually play it with a mouse and keyboard. I, I, I don't know. I may try it. I'm not a mouse and keyboard person. I kind of
0: agree. Yeah, I kind of agree with you because I feel the same way about Halo, and I thought I was going to feel that way about this game because, like, even though even me starting with mouse and keyboard, I was a little reluctant because my Xbox controller is actually sitting on my desk, and I was tempted to use that instead. But oh, dude, it is so it's such it plays different, and especially with the increased frame rate, it's locked at 30 frames a second on the consoles, and um. With my rig, I was getting like 144 frames a second plus. Nice. um, And it's just so much more fluid and so much more detailed that, like, dude, it's not even funny. Like, I don't even think, like, I have no desire to want to play this game on a console because, you know, most of the time with console ports, it's kind of like this, this, you know, kind of second hand kind of afterthought thing that they do just to get some more money. Um, but with this game, they um actually they actually enlisted the help of Vicarious Visions, um, which is like a PC type developer. I'm I'm gonna see if I can name some of the game. Well, they're not necessarily a PC developer. They've done like Marvel Marvel Ultimate Alliance. They did some Crash Bandicoot ports. Uh, what else have they done? They did some Guitar Hero games. So they're not necessarily a PC developer, but they were focused on porting this game or helping to port it to the PC and like. Honestly, like the PC part of this game puts a lot of – it's so optimized and it runs so well. It puts a lot of dedicated PC games to shame because there's like this huge focus on PCs of having like the latest hardware to like get like the best experience in – and like i you know you don't necessarily need like a huge beefy graphics card like i have to play this game on pc and still get a better experience than a console like it's just it runs so well remember like back in the day with games like um half-life and team fortress 2 and quake 3 where the developers actually spent time optimizing their game and they weren't just like ah let's throw some more hardware at it you need you need x i think the minimum requirements for this um game is like a like a I want to say it's like a G-Force, like... I'm going to look it up because I don't want to get this wrong.
1: Yeah, so... so like, like, Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, why are you looking at that? I said, I wonder, does this kind of benefit from... I don't know. Of course, usually when we have a game coming from console over to PC, the ports are often horrible. But I wonder since, you know, this is well into the X86 generation on uh, the Xbox and PlayStation 4, if it kind of makes it a little bit easier to optimize it, bringing it over to PC.
0: Oh yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. it, it being on the X eighty six definitely helps. I mean, even a generation ago ago, we were doing what power PC, I think was yeah. the some of the um the CPU uh architecture that things are running on. So yeah, check this out. The minimum requirements for this is six gigs of RAM, an I3 thirty two fifty, or an AMD FX forty three fifty. Video card: NVIDIA GTX 660 with two gigs of RAM, or a Radeon HD 7850 two gigs. The recommended to get like the optimum experience is a GTX 970 or GTX 1060 or R9 398 gig, um, or or i5 2500 or i4. Like I have an R5 1600, and this recommends an R5 1600 X, but I have mine overclocked to like 3.9 gigahertz, so it's running at the 1600 X speeds. And it's like, like this is to me, this is insane because yeah. this game is so beautiful and it runs so well. And, you you know, you don't need the latest and greatest, like beefiest, you know, rig to to actually get a good, ex- get, a, get a good experience, you know, or run it at a higher resolution or a higher frame rate than consoles. And I think that's huge. And I feel like that's something that is going to help it sell well when, you know, word get, gets around on how well it
1: runs. Well, I guess that's the other question too. How many people have actually waited for this this thirty what thirty day delay to get it on PC? Do you think that's going to be a wide group of people that's actually waited to 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 plunk their money down for the PC version?
0: Well, I don't know. I can only speak for myself. And as much as I I was a huge Destiny player. I mean, I I pretty much every podcast we had, I probably talked about Destiny when I was really really into it. And um, I waited. Um because i I really really wanted to get it for Xbox one, but I decided to wait for the p c version and it was i don't regret it and i and I know there are a lot of people, not just people that have waited but people who bought it on xbox and p s four and have heard about like even in the last twenty four hours like i'm <laughs> I've been crawling the reddit forums, and there's been people that have heard about how well it runs or they knew how well it runs from the beta that was about a month ago or a couple of weeks ago. No, it was about a month ago, and they've double-dipped and bought it again to play it on wow. PC. Wow. Because, I mean, it's it's hard for me, at least in my mind, it's hard for me to overstate how much better of an experience this is. <laughs> I mean, if you have a decent computer and you don't have this game, at least check it out, because we need more games and more developers to actually put in the time on PC because console margins of, are higher. Let's be honest. They just are because everybody has a console now. You know, not everybody has a gaming PC. So, you know, it's just a numbers thing. And I get it. But it is nice when a developer actually puts in the time and makes something that, that is an experience. and Not just an experience, but an enjoyable one. Yeah, It's just like I, like, I was grinning the entire, like, it's just hard for me to overstate. And I streamed it. And it's kind of hard to see from my stream because it's the stream is running at 720p. Um, I think, I think Facebook streaming is locked at like 30 frames a second and it's just, it's really hard to see from the stream how well it runs. I'll probably do a Twitch stream later and try to run it at full resolution because that's the other thing. This game's so well optimized that like when I, when I turn on the stream and I really didn't see a frame rate dip like at all, Really, it was still, still running at like 144 Hertz and it was still running well. So that makes me want to, you know, try to stream it at a higher resolution, just, you know, maybe get people to see some of the differences in this and the console, because it's kind of, I know I mean, it's probably hard to see from the
1: the video that I posted. I haven't gone back and watched it, but well, it looked fantastic while, while I was watching it when you were streaming. It. So, you know, I know we weren't getting the full fidelity, but it still looked pretty ridiculous.
0: It's just it it's it, it's so it's so much more fluid that it's just, it's almost like, like I say, I, I know I said this, but it it almost feels like a different game because it's so fluid. Like it is, it's, it's hard to explain. You'll, you'll just c- probably have to just experience to <laughs> fully understand what I'm saying, but it is just so much more fluid. It's like, it's like kind of what I was hoping Halo 5 would be as far as like, you know, being like fully fluid, like a Call of Duty game, but still having the Halo gameplay. Whereas I feel like with Halo, They just try to make it into a Call of Duty game because it runs at 60 frames a second on Xbox One, but it doesn't play like Halo. (laughs) So it just kind of defeats the point. But I feel like they found the they found the formula here. And I'm just so excited because even though the PC version was 30 days after the console version, from this point forward all dlc all updates and everything they'll be released at the same time on pc and the consoles so oh, really? wow. that's another that's another plus too so it's not like you're going to be getting anything
1: late uh it's just all the more reason to hop on board cool and and I will be doing that. I am I have my download on pause for this podcast, but soon I, uh, as we're done, I'm going to resume that and hope Oh, you grabbed it? Yeah, I grabbed it, man. So Oh, <laughs> awesome, dude. Yeah, so. you you're going to really really enjoy it, man. It's it's great. Hopefully, I'll be playing soon. Um <laughs> yeah, I just want to real quick um have you played um Mario Odyssey yet? I have not. So they but you got to play it at a con or something, didn't you? Well, I actually got to play it at Walmart. So if you have a Walmart close oh, by, it's actually a wow. demo kiosk or whatever. And so I played the first level. I don't even know what it's called. But I'm not going to give any main details about the level. So for one thing, there is one part that is clear and utter joy. Uh, you get to this section where you see what seems to be, and this is not a spoiler, it's in the first, you know, demo level, but you see what looks like a old school Mario board printed on a wall. So you go up to this wall, this is side of this building, this, that's protruding out of the ground, a big, tall building. And it has what looks like a Mario board in the side of the wall. It's like, okay, that looks cool. But as you get closer, you see that there's a pipe sticking out of the wall. And the pipe sticking out of the wall connects to the same pipe that's on that board <laughs> that's on that wall. So, I mean, I was just in awe when this happened. But as you go through that pipe, you are instantly taken into a 2D Mario 1-esque world. I mean, it looks just like the first Mario and it is pure and utter Oh, 2D. man. It is joy, man. <laughs> that sounds really, really cool. Like, you got me. I'm probably going to
0: pick that up now. Um, yeah. So you have a Switch now, right? I don't. I have one. I have one on layaway, and I'll be picking it up probably close to Christmas. But I do have one in the, in the wings. I'll be picking up a few games, and that's definitely one of the ones we're going to get.
1: Yeah, and, and the game, it definitely played like old school Mario. The f- controls felt right. Now... I'm, a, I'm not the hugest uh, 3D Mario fan. So, you know, using those ultra small Switch controllers and trying to stump on Goombas was not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> uh, you know, 3D Mario is always weird to me. I always thought Sonic did it better with the, the jump um, homing attack. I liked it a little bit better than, you know, still having to try to jump on Goomba's head and Mario, but, but, <laughs> but, but nonetheless, I did the little hat thing. You, you know, you throw the hat on a bullet and you are the bullet. And I, th- I they play that very cool in the level to get to different parts and to accomplish different mini tasks that you have to do to get to the next part of the section of the level. So I found it really cool. I think there's a lot of cool things to be had. Uh I didn't get to New Donk City. Uh it wasn't in a demo. Or at least I didn't make it that far. So yeah, I'm 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 semi excited about this. You know, I really haven't played a three D Mario game just through and through since mario 64 which was forever ago <laughs> so, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know i might be picking up a switch because i'm really excited about what i play yeah man you got
0: me excited about it because i wasn't even like that game i mean of course you know it's it's on your radar but it wasn't really on my radar for a purchase but now like i'm definitely gonna be grabbing that <laughs> oh yeah you, you sold me
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> not a
1: sponsor <laughs> But yeah, man, you got anything else? Uh,
0: we pre- um, let's see, what else am I playing? Uh, well, nothing right now. Uh, <laughs> I have a big. Well, I have started playing. Well, I never stopped, but I'm I'm actually getting better at Rocket League. I've actually started playing competitive on there, and ah. I've gotten up to the gold tier, which is like the the third tier of skill. So I'm hoping to get up to platinum in the next. Well will probably in the next month now because I won't be playing as much. But the thing about Rocket League is, man, you kind of have to be lucky because <laughs> playing with randoms because it's like you if you like the way I feel about it is if I can get two people to at least know how to rotate and get back on defense like we can win. It doesn't matter who we're playing, but you get those people that they just chase after the ball and they don't play any defense. They don't try to play as a team, and then they score a couple of goals, and we still lose. And they're like, "Man, you didn't score any points." You suck. it's like, "Yeah, I'm not trying to score points. I'm trying to win," and it sets you back, and it gets you frustrated. And you know, I, I'll stop
1: playing for a couple of days, and then I'll always come back to it. So, <laughs> dude, you are amazing <laughs> in the game, dude. You're I love amazing. that game, man. You 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 got some skills, bro. I gotta give you <laughs> props. You you definitely got some skills in that game, man. Yeah, we all gotta get on. I'm gonna try to
0: schedule another um gaming event soon. Um I'm I i kind wanna change the name from Steamy Grits to something <laughs> to something else just because I kinda wanna make it a more like official type gaming group type thing. So I've got a couple of names I'm I'm baking and, you know, thinking about in my head. And, you know, maybe we'll do a site where people can register for the event and we can I just wanna be organized because To me, the impromptu gaming things, they just don't work because you don't know who has what game and, you know, I have it, but I don't have it downloaded and it's just, it's so easy for like what can take be three hours of gaming to turn into like an hour and a half of everybody downloading stuff and then, you know, maybe an hour of gaming. So I just want it to be as organized as possible. So hopefully we can get another one of those kicked off soon.
1: Yeah, you maybe can do something on Discord, maybe make a standalone Discord channel for it or something like that. I don't know. So maybe something where you can schedule. Maybe even the Facebook group might be good for it actually. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. a good idea. Cool. Cool.
0: But yeah, be on the radar for that and you know, I would love if, if there's anybody that does play PC games or if like some games are cross play, so if you have a PS four or an Xbox one and you know, you have something that's cross play compatible. Maybe we can you know work it out. We play a lot of street well we play street Fighter four, and um i think I think even fortnite is cross play, and um, what else, what else do we play it was cross play or um, something else
1: yeah no we play street Fighter last. rocket League yeah rocket, yeah, yeah, cross rocket play League. too yeah that's that's yeah, yeah,
0: so like stuff, i i want yeah I want as many people to be able to play as um possible, so we may keep keep some cross play games in there unless we just get some pc people and nobody that has console stuff wants to play but is destiny crossplay? it is not okay. you can't even you can't even move your characters which i was kind of bummed bummed out about because i kind of wanted to keep my same character i guess i could have just redid her on the pc but i just i went ahead and made a guy this time so
1: <laughs> ah, you're locked in
0: <laughs> oh yeah
1: cool yeah, guys, and if you want to check out any of the stuff I do, I do a Star Trek podcast with my brother here called uh, STD Podcast, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. We talk about the new CBS All Access series, Star Trek Discovery. So, yeah, check that out, as well as my other podcast, which we do Doctor Who related material as well as comics. It's called Discussing Who. You can find those at Podcast.com and discussingwho.com.
0: Yeah, check those out. They're awesome.
1: Yeah. And, um, also, yeah, if you want to know more about Techpedition, you can follow us using Techpedition, T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N on pretty much all the social media platforms we're there. Yeah. And, and lastly, you should check out our Facebook group called the Grits Community just uh, pretty much go in Facebook groups and search for Grits and you'll find us, but that is kind of our forum for all things geek, tech related uh, you can come there and it's uh, shaping up to be a pretty cool community so yeah, we ask that you guys check that out as well oh yeah, we'll see you guys soon alright guys have a good one very very quick expedition expedition, 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 I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> I just burnt and dusty. Hey, guys. Don't miss an episode of the Tech Pedition Podcast. For more information, go to TechPedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N.com.